Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Very good afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show we're going to be focusing on all things ladies as the Cavan Ladies Senior Footballers continue their preparation ahead of the Little National Football League um, Round 1 clash against Monaghan on Sunday week. We also uh, look ahead to this weekend's action in the Littlewoods Camogie as Cavan manager Jimmy Greville tells us how the preparations have gone for the Cavan ladies on the on the Camogie field. Um, if you're looking to see, hear a preview of Cavan against Fermanagh in the first round of the Alliance National Football League this coming Saturday evening, we have that over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. That's going to be released on Thursday afternoon, hopefully catching up with Cavan manager Mickey Graham. First up, I'm delighted to be joined by the chairperson of the Cavan LGFA, Carol Kiernan, uh, for your first interview on, on, on We Are Cavan, which I'm I'm surprised at. I'm, I'm very surprised that I let you away with it for this long, but finally cornered you, Carol, um, after technical difficulties between the two of us were, were, were not the most technically savvy, I think we've proven this morning. Um, but Carol, I suppose we'll start off the really good news in terms of the funding for the Intercounty Senior Ladies with the announcement that it will be equally funded um, along with the, the men. So it's 2.4 million per annum. Um, that, what, what's that actually going to mean to a County Senior Ladies setup? Look, Damien, it's been fantastic news this week. Uh, Jack Chambers, you know, uh, removing those glass ceilings that have been so evident in uh, sport and uh, you know, has been a hamper to the progression of ladies football. Uh, you know, while glass ceilings were uh, intended to be removed, there was always that sticky floor syndrome where, you know, you give with one hand and take with another. But uh, thankfully, uh, this has been a massive, massive uh, validation of the importance of the role of ladies in sport and in society in general, that there is finally a recognition of the endeavour and not taking the feminist side, but there's equality and there is, you know, it's a strong message for our children, grandchildren, that this has arrived and it's very, very important to our ladies. Take us back then to the scenario before this announcement, uh, let's say even before COVID, take it to 2019, a county senior lady who is living in Dublin or living in Navan, training in Cavan, coming down the road, there was zero expenses, am I right in saying, or, or minimal expenses, was it? Uh, there was a... Uh... 
I would say err on the thing of zero expenses because uh, it wasn't there initially, Damien. Um, when it was uh, proven that there was a hardship for the girls coming down, that there was some intervention by the county board. Uh, but I would say in the whole that there was zero expenses for the girls. So it was very much a vocation for our girls coming from Dublin, coming from college, uh, down to train here in the county. And then in terms of food, in terms of preparing the team, whether it be medical expenses and all that, there was no central funding for that. That was all to be gathered by the county board through fundraising efforts. Yeah, um, very, very much so, Damien. Uh, food uh, would be, again, uh, it would be very, very basic. We wouldn't have... Uh, the um, nutritionists and everything, while as women and as mothers, we would have a strong advocate for the appropriate uh, post-meal um, requirements, um, but it would have all been very, very much done on a, a local basis. Last year, a number of mothers would have done the cooking, uh, taking it in turns for the girls post-match. A post training, and then we would have had our sponsors, Kieran and Service Station, and uh, Bernie Corr uh, helping us out with uh, their food for match day. Yeah, so so essentially now, what this means is that the likes of the travel expenses, the likes of your your medical expenses as as a player, whether it be physios for training sessions, the likes of the food for training sessions for games. These are all now going to, this, this 2.4 million is going to contribute to that, which in turn should mean it's a little bit easier for the county board to raise funds for other necessary parts of the game. So, so right there, Damien. I mean, it's, um, as you said, COVID aside, it has always been a worrying factor. I think since we have started that everything was a grind, you know, we were always very, I suppose, uh, aware that as club people initially that our fundraising didn't impact upon the club uh, ability to fundraise which had also a knock-on effect on uh, the GA ability to fundraise because we're all very much intertwined in a community and everything so the fundraising ability was say we were third tier on that because we were cognizant of the the harsh reality of it was the same people we were going to it was the same families we were tapping into and they were also contributing heavily to club and county ga uh, structures so uh, this will definitely uh, free up resources uh, to allow us to chase uh, coaching uh, for our girls possibly to look into school coaching to widen the net of uh, facilities and structural funds to our clubs, which we've never had to entertain or even had the aspiration to entertain because we would have been very limited in uh, resources. And again, I, I, I might be throwing a curveball at you here, Carol, but does this not all come back to a one organisation structure would be best for, for all involved rather than you're out on your own trying to paddle your canoe but even though it's going in the same direction as as the GEA as a whole 
the fact that the LGFA is a separate organisation, does it not hinder you at a local level? Almost definitely. I mean, uh, we have made great strides in Cavan and um, over the last number of chairpersons within the GAA. Look at, we've had, we've locked horns on a number of occasions and, uh, but definitely from ourselves and for Camogie, who are two separate organisations from the GAA family with uh, handball and hurling, you know, the GAA say designated families, but Camogie and ourselves are, even though we engage within the GAA ethos, uh, we are very much separate organisations. And you are correct and right. Uh, the finances are divvied very much within communities. You know it from your own community um, that it goes initially to the GAA. Having said that, the GAA has been very, very supportive, club and county of you know, pitch provisions. The LGFA Camogie do not own a blade of grass within any of the counties, apart from Armagh now that has their 99 year lease. And uh, there is Waterford now aspiring to have uh, their own facility. So we're very much of the ethos that we need to work as a family. And yes, we are definitely moving towards that. And it is very, very important that that um, for the last five years, I have, from top level, have been listening to that we need to move in this direction. And then if there's a little bit of a heat cup in structure or there's a heat cup in fixtures, well, there should be all the one family. Nobody's denying that it would be a, a very, very sane proposition that that is the way it goes. And I think it, over the last uh, number of years, especially, and I think since COVID, there has been very much an alignment of policies. And we can see that with the, um, we can Busy see woman. that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably about breakfast or something, Damien, but anyway. <laughs> um, but we can see that very much yeah. that uh, with Furren, with the child welfare policies, that the COVID uh, groups, that it is all beginning to align. So I could see within the next 18 months that there could be a one GA family. It would be phenomenal. Like, I, I think of even within Cavan, how strong Crush Law are as one club. With, with with no differences, whether it be 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 men's or women's and or camogie, bringing all together, I, I I can only think of about how good that would be for Cavan GEA to to have the likes of you and your committee in around and helping out and all moving towards the target of better facilities, more pitches, so that we can all have enough grass to play on, but that we're not going around and, and hindering the. The, the clubs of the county all the time you know so it's something that that hopefully sooner rather than later it does come to pass because I know from talking to you down through the years that it is uh, it, there's a huge amount of effort that goes in behind the scenes to try to accommodate the county setup at all the way through from underage up to up to county senior in order for them to train week in week out and as it currently sits I'd imagine it's a bit of a nightmare to try to get pitches because every club is back every county team is out what what way is working there at the minute 
Well, Damien, you just brought up there about the Crossola One model, and they work very, very hard. But we have Cavan Gales, Killigarry, Butler's Bridge, a number of those clubs, uh, clubs uh, very, very strong and in promoting the one club model. Um, in relation to uh, club facilities and county grounds for training, it is the annual dilemma. And I think it's been heightened more this year the fact that everyone within two weeks was all back on the playing pitch at the one time. I'm sure from your perspective with your under 21 managerial involvement with the men's that you're uh, feeling the same pinch uh, looking for the grounds. And again, there has to be a sensibility about it, Damien, for the simple reason is uh, there is only one field in every club or some clubs are lucky to have it and everyone wants the golden hours between nine uh, or seven and nine so all these clubs with hurling camogie football at all levels ladies and uh, you know the fields aren't there so there has to be a sensibility now yes uh, it is uh, an ongoing problem but this year um we had looked uh, at uh, St Pat's and uh, as a base uh, because of the heightened awareness that this was coming down the track of pitch availability. Uh, St. Pat's were very, very accommodating. But the one thing is with COVID and with uh, the particular needs of a female sports person, that access to toilets was going to be just a little bit of an issue there. Uh, Brown's fantastic, but uh, it's a, a lady's needs is a little bit different mm -hmm. from the lads. And uh, so at the moment, we have trawled the county looking for some sort of a base. And we are delighted to say that um, over the last week that we have uh, been very successful in negotiating with Castle Rahan Community uh, Development Pitch up in Castle Rahan. And uh, Larry McGinn has been very, very supportive there in uh, securing slots for us. So that's where we're going to be based for the foreseeable future um, until this campaign is over. Okay, okay. Well, I suppose at least it's good to have have one base. But again, I, I and, and I don't want to know the details, but I'm sure it comes at a cost, which is which is part of that. If there were common grounds, if 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 look at if the polo grounds was completely developed and finished hopefully that it would be the, the, the one area that we could all come together and, and train and not be worried about pitch availability and not have the costs involved in, in trying to rent pitches maybe off other of clubs and that. So um, tell me this when I do have you. The, the underage inter-county scene, I, I heard a Dublin minor player on News Talk during the week basically complaining that they were going to go a, a season, another season without... A, a competition for for the Dublin Miners to play in. Explain to me exactly what happened last year. So there was zero competitions at minor level, was it? There was zero uh, competitions across the board at underage level, um, because of the fact that we only came back at the end of June for a, a club, and then it was uh, the end of August for intercounty. Uh, structure so there was no underage last year at any level and this year um there, there was a vote taken at central council by all the counties with an overwhelming uh 
uh, support of a club county window. Now, the GA and the LGFA had aligned that the club county window would start, the club window would start around the 1st of September with, uh, as you know, we're starting next week with the league. So that was very fine. Uh, Camogie had adopted a different principle, but I believe this morning now it's back as the club county window um, as per the GALGFA. In order then for uh, a couple of weeks ago, we didn't think there was going to be an underage uh, inter-county scene, but uh, last week we were informed that there would be, but that it wouldn't go to a national element, that it would uh, be run at provincial. Now, I suppose the difference with the GA and the LGFA is that 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds girls are very much part of an inter-county senior setup and that 15-year-olds can play senior football within the counties, within the clubs. So that doesn't, you know, in the men's GA, they don't have that dilemma because their age structure is very much, I think, for 18 upwards, isn't it? Well, club, it's over 17s. Yeah. So, I mean, you put come down three age groups. So... That would have a knock-on effect um, on, uh, so what they have done is that they are looking at, we have an Ulster Council meeting on Friday night, which I'm sure would be replicated across the other provinces. And what it is that the proposals in place are that there would be under 14, 16, 18, it would be run between the months of July, August, and that it would end at that. Now, there is a a proposal in in Ulster that perhaps girls that are on this senior, minor girls that are on the senior squads would not be permitted to take part in the minor competition. That's at inter-county level, so minor minor girls that are at inter-county senior. Yeah, so I can see the rationale behind it. Do I agree with it? Uh, look at in any other given year, you would be fighting the good fight um, that, you know, it's against the principle. But I think this year it is very, very important, Damien, that uh, we are allowed to get back to some football and that the engine that is the club is stoked up. The embers are stoked up, that there is massive engagement and that we should be embracing the club very much getting these kids, getting our players back enthused very much that the engine that contributes to the county teams is vibrant and that it churns out the players that we need to build our county teams on. Uh, It's a very different year. Here we are in the month of May. My my baby as such, she has gone from going to Cartown, which is the supposed non-alcohol disco, to perhaps an iron... Donald Kogan in the Imperial to get in there. So, I mean, she has missed a vast raft of social interaction. So there is going to be a lot of living done by these young people. And perhaps football at the highest level may not be on their agenda. And that is why the engagement of club is very, very important. And that that engine is absolutely rocketing when we need to get into a, a new season in 2022 and that that is my own personal perspective on it is there a worry though that if you take away the the elite level the, the step above that some players might never go back to it 
that therefore because they might get to know uh, the, the the social life and and the out the, the the distractions that come away from it that if they get to those and enjoy them and then don't see the value in the elite sport is there a fear that it stops the the conveyor belt which has been running really well in Cavan those two years now will we see county seniors come true from the two uh, years that have missed out at, at well they'll play in Ulstone this year but even in all Ireland level and even the the level of preparation that had gone in through the, the, the underage squads that, that have been developed over Cavan over the last few years? Invariably, uh, Damien, of course you'd have that worry. But, uh, you know, it is very important that we don't get hung up on it. You know, every single girl that pays the registration fee um, do so to play club football. But there isn't an entitlement to because you pay your registration fee that you're going to be a county footballer that requires a lot of hard work and dedication and a girl that wants to be on a county panel you know that from your under 20s you'll have the lads that will come along just for the simple reason of the name of trying out for the blue jersey but to get that blue jersey requires hard work it requires a, a full commitment and it's not a I, I'll go and I'll go through the motions. You know, the reality is that a person that wants to be part of an inter-county structure has to be a very, very dedicated. Yes, I would say it is a little bit of a worry that two years, but when we look back at our club championships and the club championship final with Lacken and Crossalaw last year, I mean, those girls were prepared to within an inch of their lives. And you know, the dedication is very much there. And we look at those clubs and they are contributing a, a lot to our inter-county scene this year. So it's very important that there is a good uh, collaboration between club and county that, and that there would be a structure that we would look at maybe if the minor inter-county isn't going ahead, that I am actively in my own head looking towards perhaps an under 19, a competition as a development towards the tail end of the year when permitted and that maybe we would do it on a local league basis with the likes of Monaghan, Meath and Longford and that it would give and that perhaps at that minor level we would have two age groups uh, two, two teams so we would have an A team and a B team we would develop that so instead of bringing it down to 30 that we would have 60 girls that would be coming in as part of a development. And that is just something that is floating in my head at the moment. But it's important to look at uh, the time to frame that, in, that we're allowed to operate within. I, I, I'd say if we had a penny for everything that was floating around in your head would be wealthy people, Carol, because full, full of ideas as always. Um, Carol, thanks very much. We'll not leave it so long before we get you back on um, as, as the season breaks through but it's great to get your uh great your insight on on that new funding that's coming from the government and and the underage structures here in Cavan and how the the setup is going so thanks for meeting carol kiernan and just on that damien i just want to wish all our teams the hurling camogie out this weekend and then we have the football uh out the following weekend and look at it's a big step uh, short windows of opportunity and preparation but I can assure you that we're all prepared and raring to go thanks Damien thanks Carol don't forget next week folks we'll be bringing you a sit down interview that I done with 
Cavan, ladies senior football manager, newly installed or, or in his maiden year anyway, Jerry Moen. Um, so that'll be on the podcast next week um, as they build up for that first round clash against Monaghan. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. But now we're switching our attention to Camogie. So I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the manager of the Cavan Camogie side, Jimmy Greville, as he looks into a league campaign starting this Saturday afternoon in Kingspan, Breffney, with Wicklow coming to town. Jimmy, how has the preparations gone for the league? Uh, well, it's been it's been a strange one now, you know, with the short time frame coming into it. Like, you know, I know all the girls were doing their own individual stuff, you know, and all that. But, you know, it's been it's been strange to try and you know, cram everything into the two weeks, you know, two, three weeks, but it's, uh, look at it, it's game time, you know what I mean? And that's what we want. You can play all the in-house games and all that sort of stuff, condition games you want, but it's competitive games that you that everybody craves for. And thank God it's coming up now the weekend. Yeah. How, how did the girls react to the, you know, obviously the COVID situation working on their own? Did they come in in good shape to you? Were you surprised or, or did you need to, a bit of work to get the fitness levels up? Uh, well, to be honest with you, like they're like they were in fairly good shape coming in, like you know what I mean. Like they're like okay. all the work that we're doing has been ninety nine percent of it has been ball work, like you know to get their touch and and to get their eye in fairly quick, like because like you know you could uh, you could hit a ball against a wall at home yourself and everything, but it's the intensity of you know somebody coming right behind you chasing with a hurl and you know like un- under pressure is a completely different scenario and game stuff is completely different and baiting the ball against the wall yourself yeah, but they yeah. know but they have like we didn't have to like they did, they did great work there with um with Brian Coleman there BC Fitness like they he was giving them programs there for uh for the for the lockdown and the whole lot so like it has been like they were in good shape so like all we've been concentrating on is the balls which is good like you know Lovely. And, and has that, how, how has it left you in terms of injury? Have you a full panel to pick from for the weekend? Uh, no, we've uh, one one or two uh, little niggles now. Um, Carmel Faye did a bit of damage to her ankle there. Uh, I trained on a Sunday morning. But, uh, you know, other than that, like it's, you know, we'd be, we'd be full strength going into the weekend. Touch wood, you know, like once. Like we had a game, I was saying there, we had a game there last night, a challenge match, our first one against Westmead and you know we come out with that unscathed thank God like with a great performance like you know what I mean you know still best to work on but still it was first game of the year with all the new girls after coming in and adding to the panel you know like it was great to get them to see them in competitive action as such like you know against Westmead you know a top side like you know senior team yeah I suppose to, to be able to call on a, a side like Westmead to come and play a challenge match and them to be put into a competitive game shows the, the amount of progress that was made probably last year in year one. Oh, definitely. You know, like it's, it's been, you know, bringing the girl, like getting the girls together, like is the, like if it was the key and getting them to sing off the one hymn sheet and, you know, it's 
Like last year, you know, we had realistically coming into the league, we had 12, 13 weeks preparation. You know, we've three now. So, and then with the 10, I think it was 10 or 11 new additions to the panel as well, you know, try and give them time and get them used to the environment and to the, the intensity that, that we need and and all that has been it's been challenging. But look at like at the end of the day, like you know yourself being involved in it for a long time and you know it's all about games and you want to play games and hopefully this weekend we'll get off to the right start, you know, and put the shoulder to the wheel. And look at looking ahead to the year, what what are the goals for you as as Cavan manager? What's the goals for the group? Um, well, the group, uh, to be honest, is our goal is to get on the field at two o'clock next Saturday <laughs> in Brentley Park. You know, like that is, you know yourself. <laughs> One foot in uh, front of the other. In the air. But, uh, but we are now looking like we're, we take game, game by game. Like that's what we have to, because you don't know, like it's, especially now with the current situation, like with, uh, with everything going on with the COVID and then with the fixtures, you know, mix up and the whole lot like it's you just don't know what's if you're going to be pulled next week or you're going to get one game or you just don't know what way it's going to work so as we met as a group we're just game by game you know what I mean break it down into quarter by quarter half by half and you know once that's done and dusted we push on to the next one there there is a huge ambition within the group though from from talking to them because um with, with interviews with Aideen Coyle and with with uh, Aaron Galligan they almost looked at last year with disappointment, which I, I find personally unbelievable considering I thought last year was such a massive success. So there, there's there's no shortage of motivation, I suppose, with them. No, definitely. Like they like they like they want to, you know, the, the it's a special group of girls because like it's like the way the way that the, that they're approaching is that they like they want to be they want to be playing at the be- at their best and competing at the highest level and and they know they have to go through the steps and this is you know like they want silverware you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if it, you're putting up a good uh, you know there's no moral victories you know oh, we had a good year we won the Nancy Murray last year and we had a you know got to the all ireland junior final you know left it behind us as the you know, like like in realistically when you look back at it you know it was a game that we we should have won you know what i mean but still you know people as you're saying there would have been delighted to get there and play there, but and do that, but there was no medals at the, at the end of the day and Breffney Park, and that's what's really, really hurting. Like you know, yeah, well, it's it's, it's impressive that, that the group has that mentality. Looking a bit at, at Wicklow, do you know much about them? I suppose they didn't. He didn't cross paths last year. If I'm no, right uh, yeah, no, no, we were uh, we were actually our before we were it was pulled. And last year before the COVID, if uh, they were our next game, like you know what I mean, like realistically, like I don't know much, too much about them. Like I know some of their key players. I uh, I would have did a bit of homework in, in into it. Now they have a good management structure put in there. Uh, Amanda took over um, uh, Wexford there for a few years as well, and he is coached at the highest level. So like they're like look at no matter who you go into, if we don't win with the right mentality, you know what I mean? Like we're going to be in in a battle. And that's the last thing you want to do. Like, you know what I mean? You want to go in, express yourself, and we just have to you have to be ruthless at all stages, you know, because you know, like two points on the board on Saturday is the, is is going to be the main objective. Like, you know, so whatever by hook or crook, we have to do it. But you know, like it is I would never emphasize too much on the opposition. Be always within the panel, like you know, like you, if you're if you perform well and if you are your right attitude and you're ready to go, you know what I mean. It'll it'll work for you, you know that kind of way. 
Yeah, very good. We look at the very best of luck. Throw in is at 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon in Kingspan, Breffney. And social media updates will be will be provided out on the, the Camogie pages on Facebook and on Twitter. And uh, fingers crossed you get off to a winning start, Jimmy. Thanks a million for talking to us on the We Are Calvin podcast. No problem. Thanks a million. Thank you. So the very best of luck to Jimmy and the girls this coming Saturday afternoon, two o'clock in Kingspan, Breffney, unfortunately behind closed doors, but we'll try to bring you as much um, coverage of that as we can on We Are Cavan, so stay with us on our social medias as um, we bring the uh, the action from Kingspan, Breffney. Um, don't forget, as I said earlier on, to check out patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan if you want to hear our conclusion to our club grounds um, which we ranked around the county and also looking ahead to the Cavan Seniors first round match against Fermanagh this Saturday evening in Brewster Park. So at the end of the lockdown in sight, it's back to the action this weekend. Hope you look forward to it. Hope you are looking forward to it as much as I am. And stay with us here on We Are Cavan for all of the reaction from the Hurlers, the Camogues and of course, the men's senior team this Saturday night. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Kevin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Kevin doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Danny Leggett Farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah!